So, Berto, I was recently looking on iTunes and looking at all of our reviews for the podcast. Yeah. You know, how people can review you on iTunes. And uh, it's been a while since I've looked. You know, the last time I looked was probably a year ago or something. Okay. And all of our reviews were five-star reviews. And wow. they were all, like, really nice. Everyone was being super all cool. All from me and my fake accounts. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Birdo's the best. More Birdo, please. <laughs> I have a fever, and the only cure is more Birdo. Um, and they were all like Colombian six nine, Colombian, Colombian seventy, <laughs> Colombian seventy one. Um, and so, uh, when I looked at it recently, uh, a couple of days ago, I re- I saw there are a lot more one star reviews than there used to be. What? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Polarizing. I mean, there's a lot more reviews in yeah, general. Yeah. There's and there's a you know a lot Polarizing. of a lot of five star reviews. But but uh, so I thought we would just read all the one star reviews. That sounds the- fascinating. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist, professor, and someone who is developing thicker skin by the moment. <laughs> My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I forage for rare truffles. So this first one is um, by Tennessee Lamb, uh, and it gives the the country, uh, the U.S., just uh, someone wrote this review not too long ago, and they said, condescending much? And I just love that. <laughs> I just love that because you, you, you get the Of irony. course. Yeah. Condescending much? Wow. Came here to listen to some tips or direction regarding marriage or couples therapy. Uh, And they use uh, couples with an apostrophe. Yeah. So couples therapy. like Therapy that belongs to the couples. Right. Like like Dan's bike, you know? Yeah. Um, Yes, that's an apostrophe. Maybe check out the Grammar Girl podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. They just got it wrong. Well, but let me let me continue. Instead, I heard you guys talk about how people had the wrong name for this type of therapy. So I really okay. Yeah. So what is your response to that? So far, we've gone into two different topics right off the bat in like one sentence. Right. So the condescending, I thought we were going to dive into the condescension. Right. Then we got into grammatical discussions. Right. And it sounds like they're pretty upset about this. Right. Um, and Like the naming, the nomenclature is pissing them off. Right. And they're wrong. Yeah. Uh, because, um, uh, and, you know, I'll try not to be condescending. I'll try just Which to, means to talk down to. <laughs> I'll try just to say, uh, um, oh, that's interesting. Condescend. Is yeah. that what it means? Like, I'm yeah. with you. I'm, I'm looking down, down on with, you. To your level. Oh, interesting. No, but listen, this person... Let's not make fun of them. Let's just talk at their level. Yeah, really, <laughs> yeah, really low. Slow um, it down. So the history of the term, uh, and there's no way anyone would know this, and I actually tried to Google this topic, and there, I didn't find a single source on the internet that explained the reality of this, is that back in the day, they used to call it marital counseling or marriage, marriage therapy. Okay. And... Because the assumption was all couples were married. Right. And why would you be counseling a couple that wasn't married? That's yeah, like you, any, that's, you better not spend too long as a couple that's not married. Right. Because then the sin stuff. Right. So my field and my degree is called marriage and family therapy. Right. And the, that, the reason for that is because that's where we come from. Um, uh, and, uh, and we retain that because we have a hard time changing our terms. 
uh, 20, 30 years ago, there was this big movement in our field to not call ourselves marriage and family therapists, but to call ourselves couple and family therapists because we wanted to acknowledge one non-married couples and two gay people who who couldn't get married. Not couple apostrophe s and family therapist. No, just just couple. The the reason why it was called couple and family therapy or couple <clears throat> therapy was because you have family therapy, not families therapy. Family apostrophe s. Right. You have individual therapy, not individuals therapy. You have group therapy, not groups therapy, and you have couple therapy. You will therapize a couple. You will therapize a family. You but will the- once you do it, the therapy belongs to that. Guy. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, the apostrophe thing is just bizarre. I don't even know where that comes from. But um, so over time, I would say in the last five years, really, people have been repeatedly start referring to uh, it as couples therapy. Okay. And the first, I don't know, number of times I heard this, I would it would drive me nuts and I would correct people. I'd be, no, it's, it's, it's couple therapy, not couples therapy. <laughs> and, but as with like the word literally has been morphing its meaning over, it, over the last... People literally use it for anything now. Right. They literally use it in every sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they... And, you know, we just have to accept that language changes over time. And uh, although it's upsetting to have to change our, our definitions... <laughs> Right. Uh, it happens, and one of the like things, YOLO, yeah, uh, and one of the things that's happening is the the acceptance of the term and and even the preference of the term couples therapy. I see, and and so I've given in. I've started to call it couples therapy. The problem is that my program is called the Couple and Family Therapy Program, <laughs> but people are ref- starting to refer to us as the Couples and Family Therapy Program. And that's a problem because... So you treat multiple couples, but only one family. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that's why there's some confusion around that. But we've definitely never called it couples with an apostrophe therapy. The therapy that That doesn't make any couple. sense. But anyway, yeah. So it's, Condescending much? Wow. Came here to listen to some tips or direction regarding marriage or couples therapy with an apostrophe. Yes, that's an apostrophe. Maybe check out the Grammar Girl podcast. Instead, I heard you guys talk about how people had the wrong name for this type of therapy. Um, okay, interesting. Then they go on to say... Doesn't encourage me to visit either of you or this podcast again. So I think I think this person's targeting you, maybe. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm very condescending. Thanks for letting us lay people know, in quotes, lay people. Thanks for letting us lay people know what it's like when two psychologists get together. To, <gasps> I've been upgraded to psychology. Uh, two psychologists get together to talk about their stupid patients. Wait, you must. this must have been some other psychologist, because I have no patience for this patient. Well, so there's a lot of issues here. Um, if I have come across as condescending, that's terrible, one. Two, if, if I have come across as if I'm talking about, quote-unquote, stupid patients, that is one of the most immoral things I can possibly think of doing, um, even if it was unintentional. And, so, and, and I have done that at times. Um, uh, I don't think this person has heard that episode. So, so this might have been an episode that you did with some, uh, someone else, maybe. Like yeah, it could be. Rebecca or something. Right. So that's one thing about reading these one-star reviews is, from my impression, they listen to one, one episode 
or uh, one part of an episode, you know? Right. Because why would they listen to 50 episodes and then leave a one-star review? Right. You know what right. I mean? So, so who it's knows? Like, it's like going to the restaurant, you eat the whole meal, order two desserts, and at the end, this was terrible. Or you go there 50 <laughs> times. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so it's really interesting. To, it'd be really interesting to find out, well, which episode are you talking about? But anyway, um, the other thing here is they seem to be hurt by the term lay people. Yeah, is that an person. is that an insulting term? Certainly insulting to me. But do you th- <laughs> is it reasonable for someone to be insulted by that term in our culture? A narcissist? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I mean, like, it's very simple. If this podcast, if like you're doing a podcast and you're a, a physicist and you're talking to another physicist and you say, you know, for for the lay person who's not into physics, blah blah blah, yeah. and I'm not a physicist, should I be offended that I've been called a lay person? Right. <laughs> yeah, by definition, we're all lay people to... To any number of billion things. To almost everything except for one thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so if this person is in the field, then they're not a lay person. Right, but <laughs> but I think they are a lay person. I'm not sure. Yeah. But anyway, so that so that's that person. All right. Uh, Justice Skosh, Justice Skosh, uh, United States of America, left this one. Very disappointing. A psychotherapist in a near, as a psychotherapist in a nearby country, I was anxious to hear this podcast. The speaker was warm and comfortable to hear. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, I listened to a half an hour of, of an episode, and then it was over, and there was a pitch to join their club to get to hear the rest of their podcast. <laughs> the no thanks. Very disappointing. <laughs> wait, wait. They're upset because we, at, we have a club? <laughs> well... So, you know, I do episodes where... Sure, but there, I, there's a billion other episodes that are... Right. So this person <laughs> listened to one episode. And honestly, I get it. I mean, it, it, if I was going to check out a podcast and I didn't know their yeah. their deal, and I just, you know, downloaded one episode, yeah, and I'm listening and I'm like, ooh, this is an, this is an interesting topic. And then all of a sudden... And then I, I see it cuts I, off. Join, I purposely yeah. say... 99% of the content of this of this episode is behind the firewall, yeah. you know, behind the paywall. Yeah. And you say that up front. Yeah. It's well, not like you... Or, or, but uh, sometimes I talk for a good half an hour before I get oh, into I it. See. And honestly, in those episodes, I feel like I'm doing people a favor because I'm giving content in that half yeah. an hour. It's not like the whole time I'm like, wait until wait afterwards. Until at nine, we have a crazy story about what how you can survive tonight. Right. <laughs> but honestly, I get it. Like... um I would say most of the one star reviews are people referring to this thing, and I totally get that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's fair to give the whole podcast oh, a one star review. Yeah. But I understand that you're upset. I mean, sure. um, I also understand that people don't really understand how monetization works for podcasts. I, I, and I've talked about this before, but I'll, I'll say it again for for anyone who's interested. I have been. I've been trying to monetize this. I've been trying to make money off of this podcast since I started it 10 years ago. Yeah. And I have tried lots of different things. I have tried asking for donations and then, and not having a paywall. I've tried putting advertisements. I've tried, um, I've tried setting up uh, continuing education credit units for uh, listening to the podcast, which I thought, I thought that would be gangbusters, but hardly anyone actually signed up for that. I've tried so many things, and I love this podcast. And up until the point when it we started making money because of the paywall, uh, 
there were times when I was like, you know what, this is so time consuming and so emotionally taxing mm-hmm. that I don't think I can go on. I mean, there's a reason why there aren't that many podcasts like my podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's because people don't have the time for it. Right. They don't have the energy and they don't want to go through the fucking hassle of providing a free service to the to the world to be attacked on YouTube, you know? It's like so we're we're, we're highly entitled as a society. You know what I mean? Like we feel entitled. Right. Well, because of things like YouTube where there's just and and podcasts yeah. that are the vast majority are completely free uh, and most don't even have commercials. You know, most people are just, they're just volunteering their time. And <laughs> yeah, if, if you have a comedy podcast and you're just joking around, great, but I am providing a professional service, like not in this episode, of course, cause we're just, you know, joking around about these, about the, but, but when I, uh, I could very easily, and I thought about this too, make these podcasts into uh, classes yeah. that people have to pay for online. Right. And, and and actually, you know, make money off of it. But right. I don't want to be so narrow like that. I right. want to make a podcast for everybody, at least access to everybody. Yeah. Um. And 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 so when I was given, uh, actually, a, a a listener suggested that we use Patreon. And when they told me about it at first, I was like, uh, that seems kind of kind of weird. Yeah. And and I thought, well, I'll try it. Just as I had tried, l- literally four hundred other <laughs> yeah. other. Uh, you know, options. Literally a million other. Uh, it literally blew my mind <laughs> how many things I had used. And <laughs> I just love that one. It literally blew my it mind. It literally took his head off. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so, uh, I, so I tried Patreon and I thought, well, how about I make s- some episodes that are only for, uh, for patrons. Right. Just as because because Patreon that they walk you through a tor- tutorial, they're yeah. like, you need to give something to the, your patrons yeah. that regular people can't get. You Otherwise, to, why am I paying you? Right? Why am I signing up? <laughs> I or, mean, other than maybe I'm just supporting the cause, which right. is great. Right. But you should have like early access or right. or some something like that. And so what? Um, so I decided to make you know one out of every twenty episodes or something are for for patrons only. And what a jerk. And, and, and I, and I felt bad about it. You know, that I felt like, man, this kind of sucks. Cause I'm, cause I want every episode to be available to everyone. Sure. I'm trying to advocate for certain sure. things. This feels bad to me. Um, but guess what happened? People started signing up. Yeah. And, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe if I stop doing premium episodes, people will sign up anyway. That doesn't happen. No. Uh, at least not at the rate it needs to. Yeah. Uh, if I don't make every, every like I, when I made the narcissistic personality disorder deep dive, guess what? Numbers shot up. Yeah, of course. Lots of new patrons. Now I'm not saying these are, you know, like uh, fly by night fans. Maybe it sort of was that catalyst that pushed sure, them over the sure, edge. Sure. I don't know. But all I can tell you is that um, like I haven't made a significant patron only episode since the narcissistic episode right. and we've plateaued. Right. So, so, so you have to have that premium cut. like, but it's so obvious. Right. So, so I feel bad about it and I wish I didn't have to do that. I wish I could just say, donate money, whatever you feel like it, it's worth it to you. That's what I used to do. And guess what happened? Very few people donated money. Like extremely infrequent. Like we're talking like fifty bucks a year. So you know the the patrons 
of the Renaissance artists, they wouldn't get anything specific for them, right? Right. Like, they weren't making artwork specifically for their desires, right? <laughs> right. To me, uh, this is similar to you are a restaurant owner and, and you're just giving out free hamburgers on the street to anyone who walks by. And then every once in a while, you have like a really great hamburger and you charge for that hamburger. Right. That is what's happening here. Okay. Well, it's even worse. So, you know, you walk into Whole Foods and they have those little, the little free samples of like, oh, here, try this enchilada casserole, try this thing. And you walk around, you're eating it for free. Like, wow, this is delicious food. So then you grab a cart full of food and you go to the counter and then you try to walk out with it. And they're like, oh, well, you got to pay for that. You're like, what? Right. You guys suck. I'm giving you a one star. <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, there are, again, there are a lot of other podcasts out there that they do everything for free. But honestly, uh, the, the information or the entertainment that they're providing um, can be easily replaced by another podcast. The, the things, how many, how many podcasts do you know are doing nine hours on narcissism? No, no. Listen, this, this is what I don't get. Like in, in the 90s, the whole video game industry was based out of the shareware model. Do you remember? You would get the first three levels, the first couple levels for free. Huh. And if you paid... You got the rest of the game. Right. It worked brilliantly. Right. Because you got a little bit for free. And, and if, if that's all you wanted, no worries. And if you didn't like the first three levels, then... Don't buy the freaking game. Right. So, but I get it. I get that if someone tuned into this podcast and they got cut off, I, I could imagine that I could imagine that feeling kind of bad. Um, and I'm guessing for some people, it's a combination of feeling bad and enticing enough that they actually sign up on Patreon and they're like... Okay, bastard. I'll put you know. I'll sign up on Patreon. Um, yeah, and you I'll know, give you a one star. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, just to put a fine point on it that I haven't yet is if I uh, did not make the money that I do, if we actually Bert and I both make money from this, uh, for, and and ninety you know eight percent of the funds come through Patreon, um, I couldn't do this. I, I, the, but before we started, you know, making money through Patreon, I would make an episode, you know, one, like two or three times a month. Right. And those episodes were not very good. Like they were fun for me because sure. I would have you and Mandy over right, or right, right. you and a few other people and we would just kind of joke around. Yeah. And I, I find those episodes to be super fun, but they're not particularly informative. Right, right. They're entertaining to some people, I'm guessing, but they're not, you know, the narcissistic personality disorder episode I worked on that thing for months. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do that because that is high quality content. And I could I logistically could not do it because I would have to be working my jobs. You know, practically speaking as I make more money from the podcast, I can cut back on hours in my in my practice, which right. is mainly where I have Cuz you can I, trade one one for the other. Right. Yeah. I I I'm not homeless because yeah. of the paywall, yeah. you know. Right. Uh, I get to make the podcast and not be homeless because right. of the paywall. Anyway, but I get it. I get that it sucks, and I wish there was another way. And uh, you know, so they're just and another. Th anyway, I don't care as much. <laughs> like toughen up. Yes. Yeah, so I, leave us a one star review. So what? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, a, a cook two three four eight from the U.S. wrote: Doctor Honda is a nice guy. 
and the banter between Honda and Umberto is enjoyable. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> However, he lost me a bit on the Alex Jones episode. Oh. His contention that fans of Jones are perfectly harmless is missing the mark. Did I say Did that? Did I say that? Did you say that? Well, I certainly it probably wasn't me. <laughs> no, but did I? That did fans I s- of Jones are harmless, perfectly harmless. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think I would have. I think we would have deep dived on that statement because I probably would have argued a lot about that. Yeah. Um, now, do, do I frequently? You're trying to be empathetic as usual. I'm right. Sure. Do I? And do I frequently? Do I? Did I have my thesis that um, fanatics that we disagree with? aren't to be as feared as we often make them out to be um, as a group. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I could see myself doing something like that. Um, But absolutely. I mean, one of Alex Jones fans... Shut up the pizza gate. Shut up a pizza gate because of Alex Jones. Yeah, and just because they were having a pedophile ring. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and there are people who... Yeah, there's all sorts of uh, terrible things. But I don't... Uh, I, I don't put it past me to give the impression sure. that it's uh, that his him and his people are harmless. I, I I could see that. I could see someone hearing me and having a problem with that. That's fine. Um, saying that Jones is similar to presidential candidates or Martin Luther King in a in a way he speaks in the way he speaks is just uninformed. Wait, what? Well, so in the episode of about Alex Jones, I was talking about how Alex Jones uses similar um, oration skills, oratory skills, yeah, that um, that MLK might use, or a presidential candidate, or Trump, or Hitler, or I wouldn't it, say all of the above, but certainly like there's tons of candidates that say. And use the same affectation, use the same style, and say just as bad or worse things. Right. Maybe maybe they're not spouting out as many conspiracies left and right, but... Right. I, I, I guarantee you in the episode about Alex Jones, I never said that his ideas were as good as Martin Luther King's. Um, I, and so if I said anything, I would have said something like... Um, it's just it, a common oration style where you're animated right. and you're making big points right. and emphasizing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so I think that's not such a valid criticism. But this is a this is a criticism I have of actual, of people who listen to the podcast and email me about this sort of thing. Um, unless I come out a billion percent against whomever, uh, people will attack me. Because I'm not a billion hundred percent against everything that they've ever said or done or been or, you know, I, unless I use extremely grandiose hatred. Black and white. We got to yeah. be black and white. It's like I can't, you know, I, I can't have – there. I can't have nuance to things. Plus, okay. that's not a nuanced statement. I'm saying that, you know, he has oratory skills. Big fucking deal. He obviously has some sort of skill to engage an audience Yeah, because he has an audience. Well, the, the other thing that is interesting, and I'm probably guilty of this too, but uh, all of the ones you've read so far, I think, are very narrow complaints. Right. But they're leaving a global review. Right. That's interesting because I mean that happens I guess just in general. You go to a restaurant, you have one bad meal, and you left a bad review. Right. That is how it works. Yeah. But it is different when you watch a movie. 
So when you watch a movie, you've seen all of it. Right. So when you say that the movie sucked, okay, you saw the whole movie, you really didn't like it. Right. But it's interesting when you have 700 plus episodes. Yeah. And you watch one or part of one and you right. get really pissed off and you're like, this whole thing is a one star. Right. So it's clear <laughs> this guy uh, hates Alex Jones. Yeah. And uh, listen or woman and uh, tuned into that episode. And then you didn't hate him enough or right. didn't make it clear that you hate him or whatever. Right. Um, oh, no. Actually, they must listen to more episodes because they go on to say. Also, a lot of the coverage of psychodynamic-oriented therapy is lacking critical thinking and too oh. accepting of techniques that may not be supported by research. Okay. That's um, an interesting turn of events. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden they dove deep into something that actually matters. Right. Um, and um, sure, you know, uh, I, I'm biased for psychodynamic therapy, one. Um, and you, you could make an argument that I uh, don't critically attack psychodynamic therapy enough. Um, at the same time, I often provide research that supports the evidence-based psychodynamic technique. Um, psycho psychodynamic therapy, interpersonal therapy, uh, is supported by science. And uh, But a lot of people, even in my field, claim that it's not evidence-based. But guess what... Uh, you know, guess what? They often are cognitive behavioral therapists who are looking for resources and they don't like competition. So this this commenter sounds a bit of a genius to me because I wonder if they knew, hey, I bet you one day they're going to do a, a, an episode about these low ratings. And I'm going to put in a comment where that first it sounds like I'm just picking on one thing and I know Barra is going to jump all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go smack. <laughs> uh, they go on to say, would like to see less sweeping generalizations in the show. For example, all clinicians do this. Like, all, like with the one I just made. <laughs> <laughs> all clinicians do that. Um, and yeah, I, I could see how things I say, if especially if you didn't agree with them or you felt attacked by it, that um, it would seem uh, like a sweeping unfair generalization. I mean, one of the things I, I noticed that I do uh, and it's just an attitude I have, is that I I tend to remember a lot of other clinicians and colleagues who provide what I believe to be very dubious um, points of view. Mm -hmm. And because I find them to be so troublesome that I lie awake at night thinking about <laughs> those, those messages in, in the world. Messages like, um, never laugh when your client laughs. Right, you mentioned that one before. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and I don't focus on the reality of the situation, which is most of my colleagues and the, the people I know actually yeah. provide sound advice that I would totally get behind. This one's especially ironic because I remember many, many episodes ago, you had really emphasized bell curves for things, you know, like, yeah. hey, that's a population. So there's extremes and there's, so you can't say all, because you corrected me on something I said, you know, like I said, all, and, and, I, and I totally agreed. I'm like, you're right. Some percentage of people do this. Some percentage of people do that. So I wonder if you have some areas where you, your biases get the best of you. <laughs> totally. And I, I, and one of the ones that I have criticized myself for is overgeneralizing about other therapists and how stupid they can be. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, I just get so upset that clients are being yeah. harmed and also 
uh, trainees are being harmed by by bad trainers that um, I get hot under the collar and I start saying I start sort of overblowing the 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 issue probably right especially I don't have the data so it's like I, I, I could be right but I'm but I could be wrong I mean I right. probably am wrong um, and then the, they end with. Fun show, but can't be taken too seriously. But that's a st- one star? Yeah. No, no, no. Come on. That's not fair. Yeah. Fun show, but can't be taken. That's a one star review. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's take a break. When we get back, uh, let's continue with the rest of them. What do you say, bro? Let's do it. All right. We're back from the break. Um, now I'm going to bug you for the next five minutes. Don't talk about patrons. <laughs> yeah. To become a patron of the podcast. When you become a patron of the podcast, um, uh, you get to feel superior to others who are jerks for not becoming patrons. The, 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 all the lay people. <laughs> <laughs> also, buy my book, which is called Multi-Role Clinical Supervision. I, uh, after publishing it, found five typos in the first chapter alone, which is bizarre because me and three other editors, some of whom I paid had poured over the entire manuscript and found no typos, or at least found the ones and corrected them. But somehow, there were five left typos in the first chapter. I have corrected for them and published a new um, version, so all those those typos are gone. Were you missing an apostrophe in couples? (laughs) Yeah. Also, like our Facebook page and play our Tuesday Tougher Bluff game, which which are always fun. Join the Facebook fan group and interact with Birdo and April and famous patron Lyndon and other people. Also, tweet Birdo at Psycho Birdo, Psych Zero Birdo. Also, if you want a lot of archive and all of our episodes are on our website, so we have fun pictures and videos right. and everything. So go to our website and check us out there. Um, I thought we would uh, thank some of our very first patrons. Uh, I think we've done this before, but I think it's really fun to just look at those very early patrons from three years ago. Uh, in fact, it's uh, exactly three years ago we started the Patreon thing. Uh, Zoe from Great Britain. Hi, Zoe. We have M from California. From M? From yeah, just M. Oh, like M and M. Oh, I think Mike. I think Mike from oh, okay. from Durham, California. We have uh, oh Juan, Doctor Wong, uh, Juan, Doctor Wong. Wong. Uh, we have Kristen from Boston. Kristen, whoop whoop. Michelle from Apollo, Pennsylvania. So these Michelle. are all people who became a patron exactly three years ago. Wow, that's a long time. Um, Alessandro from, I'm not sure, I think, is Alessandro? F- Alessandro. Yeah. That sounds Italian. Yeah. Um, we have Elvin from Western Australia. Oh, the put another shrimp on the Barbie place. <laughs> or is that the men down under? Actually, Elvin, your credit card I just noticed has been um, declined. So you must have you must have changed your. Are you shaming everyone? Yeah, you must have changed. You must have you know lost your card. So go to Patreon, update your dealie there. Melanie from can oh from Porcupine, Ontario. Porcupine, Ontario. Porcupine, Ontario. What a great town. That's prickly. Uh, we have someone that's just calling themselves me, which I'm guessing that's not their real name. And it, it could be. It looks like uh, Czechoslovakia. C H. Would that be Czechoslovakia? Yeah. Um, Cooper from Georgia, from Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh, I hope you're doing okay, Cooper, with the uh, hurricane. Oh my gosh, is that hitting Georgia too? Like the all that region? It, I think I, I thought know. North Carolina, right? Yeah, that. But I think they're all Florence. in danger, right? 
Um, Cooper has a picture of himself there. Good looking guy. Britain from uh, did, did you hear that Los Angeles? Did you hear? Sorry, Britain. My bad. I didn't mean to. And Britain, your credit card needs to be updated too. Uh, uh, what were you going to say? The, the, they had passed a law preventing in North Carolina preventing them using uh, climate change assumptions about the potential uh, level increases in water for urban planning. They couldn't, by law, use those assumptions. So that for things like how to better engineer or where not to allow building or how to route things that none of that, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I find it so fascinating that politicians and constituents who hate nanny states can have a policy where you can't you can't say a scientifically proven <laughs> the nanny notion. state can't let you <laughs> like like I would understand like on on some level I I would get if they disagreed or they thought right. it was fake news or fake science or you know disputable science or something but it's another thing to uh, make it policy or law that you can't say a certain thing right I mean it, you cannot. Bring that up in the policy discussions about what to do about the city. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the whole thing is like, what, how do you benefit from that? That's the bizarre thing. Well, so in this case, it would have cost them, uh, let's say it would have cost them $100 billion over N number of years to adjust the, the urban planning. Well, the estimates are that it could cost $180 billion in damages right now because of the water, the risk of the water flooding and all these kinds of things. And so it, it's just a short-sighted decision, you know? Yeah, but I, I just – it boggles the mind. It's yeah. like I, I just don't – under I mean the only people – there's very few people who really benefit from – this push to deny it, yeah. and it's people who own stock in the oil business, and it's just a short-term gain. Like it's, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, it's it's it's. I I understand the capitalists of oil companies being yeah. interested in it for sure. Of course, right. they're going to be upset about this sort of stuff. But I don't understand the populace uh, having attitudes of like. It's not happening, or politically, it's problematic. It's, this isn't a political opinion. Yeah, especially especially the things that it leads to, like, why shouldn't we be able to deforest the nation? Why shouldn't we be allowed to, like, you know, like drain all the fish or kill all the fishes in a in a river or depopulate the ocean of coral? Why shouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that would make more sense to me because of certain values on I don't know fish or forests or something misunderstandings, but but like. The the water level rising yeah. is just going to happen. Yeah. And so many problems are gonna happen and uh we have to start planning for that. It's it's a done deal. You <laughs> know, crazy. fifteen years ago I sort of get it because the it was just the beginning of the rising of the temperature that you could make the argument, well, maybe, you know, maybe it'll just it's such a clear trend. I mean, these these glaciers are gone. Right. Uh, the, the water is rising. The average temperature of the oceans are uh, decidedly warmer and accelerating. I mean, that's the fucking terrible thing is right. like the estimates that the scientists had. Right. You know, they gave a range and 
it's like higher than average in terms of the range. Like we are, it's looking worse than what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, than the bad estimates that we thought. You know, it's, yeah. it's just terrible. And 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 I just, I mean, I mean, I'm culpable too. I'm driving a car, so I'm, I'm you know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not just the politicians that are in denial and doing terrible things. Yeah, but it, I, I just, yeah. I just wish we had leadership that would be rational and caring about all of us. I mean, Donald Trump is going to suffer from rising oceans. Some of his properties are going to uh, flood or be destroyed. Like, we are all going to, or the economy is going to completely disintegrate, and no one, even the capitalists, are going to make any money. Uh, this whole thing is is going is going to be a problem, and I just don't get that you would hold on to this political point of view that for so long. Right. Well, and even and even to the point where it's not just that it's not going to happen. The feeling is that oh, you're only saying this because certain people are making so much money about this. You know, Al Gore, Soros, Hillary, all these people are making hand money is flooding in to their coffers. Out of this hysteria. Okay, maybe. Uh, Which is not. (laughs) Which is not. (laughs) Who cares? But even if it was, that that doesn't change anything. Well, no, because their point is like, it's all fake, and it's just to make the money. Yeah, it's all fake. Um, All right, next. uh, This is why these one-star reviews don't bother me, because we have bigger fish to fry. We'll all be dead. Um, Lily8080 from the U.S. writes... Would be excellent if he would not continuously veer off topic. <laughs> Did you plan this like this? Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> um, which would not be as annoying if he would remember that not all listeners have seen the movies he talks and talks about. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh my gosh, this is this is great. This took this is so many twists and turns. First of all, it couldn't have been better timed. Second, I thought she was talking about because we're talking about a serious topic like narcissism, and all of a sudden we start talking about if the Beatles really crossed the road that day on purpose or whatever. But instead, she's talking about movie episodes. Well, yeah. So, um, but, but, but she's saying that she might not have seen the movie, right? So then, why does it matter if we veered off topic? Right. Which would not be as annoying if he would remember that not all listeners have seen the movies he talks and talks about. Oh, um, maybe we were talking about a serious topic and then started talking about movies like Clockwork Orange or something. Uh, oh, okay. You see, like we were we were sitting here in the de- depths of so. Then family therapy. Oh. Does one use an apostrophe or not? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. So here's another by not same person by not giving an overview prior to a 20 minute discussion about it without hesitation. Start talking about other movies he's reminded of by way of director or what have you. Um, Yet again, sticking with it and waiting for some explanation of the movie and listening to him go on and on about his opinions gets so annoying. It makes me want to unsubscribe. Uh, Oh, Wait, un- oh, unsubscribe. Like, yeah. not unpatron, just unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Oh, okay. But I don't because I've heard other shows that I really enjoy. Oh, okay. Um, I will say, however, he will use terms that the average Joe not in the field are not familiar with, and he does not always explain them. It's very annoying. Wow, but this is all warranting of a one star. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry if if I use terms that this was a hilarious that people don't understand, and I, I, I'm actually 
it, it, it annoys me when people don't define it was terms. a fortuitous thing that just happened <laughs> um and i'm also i'm i'm deeply sorry for veering off topic uh I do it all the time. Umberto and I do Are it all the sorry? time. Are we sorry? I'm not sorry. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, every it, podcast I listen to, every YouTube channel that I love, which bothers me sometimes, you know? Like, it does? Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes, right? Like, I listen to TBTL. Okay. That's a local podcast, and they veer off topic all the time. It's part of their whole shtick. Yeah. And like Joe I, Rogan. And I like it. off topic I, all the time. Right. I like it, you know, because they go in interesting directions. I don't really yeah. care. Um, and you know, some people who listen to this podcast will tell us that they like, Oh, I love it when you go off topic and you, right. you know, self-disclose, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could see someone being like, I, I tuned- came here to listen about the wizard of Oz. And now you're talking about, you know, the, uh, Pink squirt- Floyd, the, the freaking dark right. side of the moon. Yeah, I get that. And, um, you know, and I'm sorry, but, um, and, and honestly, I will, I'll edit out whole sections after the recording where I'm like. That was way too off topic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have an eye on that. Plus, as we're doing the podcast, I will. Um, I have notes in front of me to keep me on track. Right. Uh, and and it it does annoy me when uh, we or uh, and it's particularly problematic with uh, other guests who don't really understand how to follow my lead or that sort of thing. Well, but but she's uh, she. I don't know this person. Uh, Lee, 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 Lee. This person is referring to. I actually think. You know when we do movie reviews, you you a lot of times talk about who the director is and then mention all the movies they've done, and then we do often have tangents into some of those movies. Right. But, but my feeling is that that's part of the analysis of that movie. Right. And and I'm just such a movie nerd. Right. That I just want to do that, and and I totally I get it. You and know? actually, this is fine. So they don't like that style. Right. And I get it. You but know? one star because she's they said they enjoyed other episodes. Right. Yeah. Not even a half a star more? Like Uh, uh, 1.5? Here's another one. Makes psychology sound like pseudoscience. Very shallow, opinionated take on big concepts with a lack of any real scientific backing or evidence. All of his arguments revolve around weak anecdotal evidence and what he feels. There's better psychology podcasts out there. Don't waste your time. Um, Nice. I'd be really curious about what they are referring to. Uh, I'm, again, I'm guessing it was one episode and they disagreed with what I was saying and they, uh, didn't like that. And yeah, their statement that there are better psychology podcasts out there. Sure. Uh, that's like your opinion, man. Yeah, I I get it. Um, I, I very, you know, I wish they would say what episode they're referring to because I might actually totally agree agree and be like yeah that episode was a disaster uh i yeah but i don't think you have to be so mean about it i mean uh it's a it's a you know free service you you didn't pay hundreds of dollars you know uh you you listened to a thing and and it wasn't to your liking okay um okay used to be about wellness and psychology now it's about perpetuating a liberal agenda Oh, spoken like a true commie. <laughs> uh, was a decent podcast until Dr. Kirk decided to swim in, into politics. Wait, that's ironic because I'm always the one trying to drag us into the political mess. And you're always the one being like, hey, we're all people too. Can't we all just get along? Well, that and <laughs> I will overtly edit out or nicks in the bud, nip in the bud 
conversations that are partisan. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have guests who are regular guests on this podcast who uh, will pressure me to talk about politics. I mean, early on in this podcast, like nine years ago, yeah. you were like, I want to do, I, I need, we need to talk about this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this part of what I, I would call, what I would call a partisan topic, yeah. you know, like I don't consider global warming to be a partisan topic. It's made into it's part sad of, that it is, but yeah. it, it's get, it gets made into a partisan topic, but um, partisan topics like whether or not you like Donald Trump or not right. is a, is a partisan topic. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah. Uh, and I have urges to, to, to dip into politics and what I would consider partisan topics, but, um, but, uh, and, but, and, and yeah. And if you did not agree, if you're not liberal, for example, if you're Republican, um, I, I apologize. I mean, I, I try to limit it, but because this, I want this to be a safe place for everyone to listen to the topics that I know a lot about. And well, I, and I really want to talk about, um, I don't want this to trigger Republicans. Um, and, and th- that, and that's not my, that's not my goal, you know, like, well, but I mean, like, this is where, this is where I disagree with you and, and I'm not going to get into that. But the reason I disagree is because honestly, if you have a podcast where you're saying that, like, you know, women need to be treated fairly and that there needs to be, you know, more gay rights and that we need to be sensitive to trans people and stuff. Guess what? You're going to piss off a lot of people on the right. Right. And, and so for those topics, I will abs because I, again, yeah, I yeah. don't consider them to be partisan. I consider them to, to be, um, or maybe, maybe I'm thinking of a different word here. I, I consider them to be non-debatable. Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> and, and so I don't care if they're partisan. Right, right, right. They're, it's a moral stance. Right. Um, that, but lots of topics in the political discourse, I, as an observer of it, will I'm like that's those are two partisan like we haven't talked about taxes or the tariffs or whatever you know yeah so um uh so but at the same time I I want this podcast like I said to be you know if you if you hate gay people and you hate any talk that allows for gay rights um, and for gay people to be treated fairly, and you therefore hate this podcast, then okay, uh, you're welcome to your hatred and your horribleness. Um, <laughs> if you like Donald Trump and you voted for him, and you think that uh, his voting or his veto or his you know his influence on business or whatever is a good thing, um, I you know I don't want this podcast to be a place where you feel like you're being attacked or something like that. So, um, because honestly, I don't think it's right for you to feel attacked by anybody for, 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 I don't feel like anyone who voted for Donald Trump for the reasons that they did, uh, you know, should feel attacked, uh, by me anyway, and by my podcast. So, um, and I know we have conservatives in other countries as well. And, and Trump has nothing to do with it. Um, in Australia, you know, there's there's conservative I mean, we, people. Didn't we off. start this? When we started this, had Obama just come into office? Yep. Actually, okay. he was running. He was running for office when we started. Okay. So George W. was president. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, that there's that. All right. Next person. 
Loves, love this podcast. I have listened to each one as they have come out, and they're all very interesting. This is not a one-star review. <laughs> it is. However... What?! When Doctor oh Kirk, God. when in Doctor when Doctor Kirk has Umberto on with him, oh, nice! I avoid I avoid those due to the lack of insight or input he adds to the podcast. Oh my gosh! I was waiting. I couldn't believe you were saving the the best. And why does he randomly say a different occupation every time? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That I don't get. I get he's trying to be funny, but it seems a bit redundant. Uh, I say the same occupation every time. I don't get it. Oh, well. You can't win them all. So this is great. So they, because I'm like, how could this person give us a one-star rating? Here I am soul-handedly, single-handedly responsible for the one-star review. Like she loves, or they love everything about this podcast. All the episodes, amazing, except when Umberto is on. <laughs> what could I do to like make it even more clear that I am here to damage the podcast? <laughs> Uh, oh, nine nine rubies from the United States writes in. This was unbearably dry. The speaker has great dictation, but his voice drops at the end of his sentences. Um, yeah, oh. I, I agree. Um, I have a problem with that. I you know I edit this the audio of this uh, of every podcast, and one of the things you become extremely aware of when you are an audio editor is people's volume levels and because when you're talking with someone in a room you can actually vary your volume uh, qu- quite a bit and still be heard because right. uh, uh, one you have a lot of nonverbals and contacts and everything plus there's just something about a room that helps to facilitate the um, the hearing like I could I could whisper very quietly and you'd still hear me yeah. um, but when it comes to audio that is being, you know, pushed through a earbud in your ear, it has to be a very narrow range of amplitude. And I absolutely understand it. And one of the problems that I have is I have a speaking style where I will start my sentences extremely loudly. Uh-huh. And then as I trail off to the end of my sentence, I, I very quickly, I, I, and it's progressive, I just get quieter and quieter and quieter. And then the next uh, sentence begins, uh, <laughs> and you look at the waveform, and it's it looks like that. My That's sentences, funny. it depends on the topic. Like if it's you and me talking, I don't do that because right. um, I don't know. It's, it's a certain animation to you and me talking. Yeah. But if I'm just by myself and I'm lecturing about something. Um, that's what I do. And I, I agree. Uh, I, I, I don't think that says I need to get a one-star review because I go through and I compress the entire audio so that, um, everything is brought down to the level of me talking quietly. Okay. If, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. For you audio people out there, you know, you lay people out there. Yeah. So but enough about you. I, I want to know why I bring the podcast down so much. <laughs> M warrior writes in United States, America. Unorganized and painful. Sounds like most episodes are improvised and without and without focus. The host routinely sounds cynical. Hard to believe he's a therapist. Whoa. Also has too many commercials. Right, let's take a break. <laughs> um, improvised and without focus. I mean, for sure, some episodes. But when I actually sit down um, and really even episodes that it's you and me yeah. talking about a topic, I have pages of notes yeah. 
And uh, I really try to stay organized. And it is painful when I listen to podcasts that are unorganized, you know? This might just be a variant of that we dive into rat holes. Yeah. It or, could be. Or, and again, I'm wondering, was it one episode, one episode right. that was particularly unorganized? That, that is a really good point. So some of these, like the one that's like, I've, I've heard them all. And then there's this one complaint, like Baird or something. <laughs> but, but some of these could very well be, I heard it once, never again. Right. Because you know? I... I Although I, you know, I agree with some of this criticism, like I, my voice will drop at the end of sentences. Plus, you know, if you just don't like Umberto, like it's like, okay, okay, fine, you know, that's fine. But to, I would really disagree that this podcast is generally unorganized. You know, I, I, I don't know, maybe not organized in the way you like it. I don't know. That could be. Um, The host routinely sounds cynical. What do you think they mean by that? Cynical. Like. I'm upset at things or that is interesting because it's not, maybe I wonder if they're trying to use a different word. Yeah. You know, cause, cause the, the implication would be that you just, you just don't really like buy into what you're even talking about or something, you know, you're like you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're jaded. You jaded is the you word. don't believe in psychology really. Yeah. And hard to believe, hard to believe he's a therapist. You know, I wonder if if it was maybe one of the evolutionary psychology ones. I don't know. Um, And then has too many commercials. Yeah, I get that. I I can absolutely see how the commercials would be bothersome. I've actually reduced the amount of uh, commercials. I don't know if you notice this, people out there, but I've gotten rid of all the commercials, or at least as many as I can, from the beginning of the episodes. Mm. By the way, if you're a patron, you don't have to listen to the commercials. But um, be, uh, because honestly, as I've been saying earlier, um, we get some revenue from commercials, but not that much. And so it's like, well, if we're not getting that much money from commercials, it's like I really do try to limit them. Yeah, I try to limit the the annoyance, the of pain. Them. Yeah. yeah. So the way where I put the commercials are usually about 20 to 30 minutes in, there'll be a commercial break and there'll be like two commercials that you'll listen to if you're not a patron. And then I put two commercials at the end. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I listen to podcasts and all the good ones I listen to have commercials Yeah. and I either endure it or I fast forward through it. Uh, JD salad fingers, which is funny. Um, writes from the US. Ugh, no. <laughs> Stammering, not thoughtful, talking over each other. Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> um stammering, not thoughtful, talking over each other. <laughs> wow. Um okay. You know, That's it? Yeah. One star. Okay, one well. star. Um Ugh, no. Uh DB two four five seven 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 five four three two three six writes uh, from the United States of America. I really like this podcast. What? I think Dr. Kirk has some solid presentations, a very relatable personality, and his sense of humor is wonderful. The bait-and-switch nature of asking for donations comes across a little lame, especially (laughs) since there are commercials and we all have plenty of other podcasts to listen to about the same subjects. Wait, this is... Because for a second there, I got my hopes up that this was another... Like, everything's great except Berto. Instead, this one is the worst because, like, they love the podcast. Yeah. yeah. They just don't like that we that we ask for help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, finally, the female sidekick he has on... Uh, I'm not female anymore. ...doesn't resonate with me at all. Admittedly, she adds some charm and humor, 
but it's surface level and there really isn't a lot of depth in her input that I've heard so far. It seems more situational as a means to draw in like a rock and roll hipster 20-something crowd. Does my voice sound female? Is that the problem? Yeah, I don't know who they're talking about, but um, yeah, okay. You know, you don't like you don't like all the you don't like all the co-hosts. That's fine. Um, and I'm sorry that I do the Patreon thing. I I genuinely sorry, am, not sorry. I'm I well I I empathize for sure, uh, but it's the only way this is going to work, and it's it's the only way that I can provide people with what they want. Honestly, like here's the reason I'm being very unempathetic to a lot of these. And, you know, again, I'm guilty of reviews like this, I'm sure. But um, you want to get on and you want to say, like, like, hey, here's the deal. I, I like this. I like that. But can you stop doing the following behaviors? Right? I'm going to listen. I'm going to be like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But it's, it's like constructive criticism. Yeah. Many of these, not maybe all of them, but many of these are just like, hey, it's just your taste. You just don't like this thing. Right? But the ones that puzzle me the most are the... I really like this, but you asked for money. Right. It's like, well, that, that should be the one that, that like you're fine with because you liked it. Right. <laughs> and the episodes in which I put a paywall are pretty few. Yeah. I mean, are, arguably they're the best episodes, yeah. but I will disseminate lots of free information, um, yeah. you know, and I, and I like to. All right. Ben Sando from Australia writes... Landmark forum critique. In oh, here words. we go. <laughs> Here's a crazy idea. Do the forum before you critique it. <laughs> it's like reviewing a film without seeing it or a restaurant without eating there or diagnosing a patient you haven't met. Well, hold on, Mr. Bucko. Like, I can go to a restaurant, sit down, order an appetizer and a drink, and then I'm thinking about the dinner. The appetizer comes. I eat it. I immediately get food poisoning. I take a sip of the drink and I puke my guts out. I'm not going to stay for the rest of the meal. Right. I, we routinely get this critique because there, there are a lot of landmark forum zealots out there. And, and, there, and there are plenty of landmark forum people who understand the critique. Um, I mean, uh, to be clear, for people who don't remember the episode, in that episode, uh, we both talked about how we both went to landmark. So I don't understand why they say we didn't go. And maybe maybe... They misunderstood what we were saying, but you you went you went <laughs> I to went. But, you, not only not only to one uh, of the actual days, but you've been to other events, and so have I. I've been to several events, and I've talked to many people in it. the The other thing is is that in that episode, I laid out the very possible benefit of Landmark Forum, and I tied it to uh, you know sound therapeutic humanistic ideas, and pointed out that. Uh, for many people, it it I'm sure works, and know it works because I've heard. I mean, Lita, one of the founders of the podcast, loved Landmark Forum for right. many years and got tremendous benefit from it. So, in that episode, I absolutely right. uh, uh, you know said that because why wouldn't I? Because that's reality. We also talked about how uh, there are complaints about Landmark from people and. And you had complaints about Landmark. I mean, you went and got something out of it, but you, know what? But you, also, had a, you also had a problem with some of their practices. We also didn't generalize to all of Landmark. We said, right. you know, there are isolated things that, happen, that are happening in the group that you went to. I've got a solution for us here. How about this? 
You cannot leave a one-star review on a podcast unless you listen to all 700-plus episodes. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. We, we're in agreement then. Yeah, yeah. I got to go through a whole 10, 20 years of Landmark before I can review it. Yeah. You got to listen to all our episodes. And it's interesting because these people, because I probably get an email like this once a day, and there are so many Landmark zealots out there. And and there are plenty of people who actually really appreciate the episode too. They're just like, thank you for confirming what I felt, or you know, my my you know cousin was a total zealot and like roped me into going, and I hated it, and blah blah blah. Um, you know, it's a thing. It's a very specific product, and it has particular uh, qualities to it that um, can be good and bad. Um, but the thing is, is these people when they attack uh, that episode, yeah, they never attack my points. Right, right. They never attack like right. It's like you didn't do it all, so that's why you can't. Yeah, yeah. they they never say how I was wrong. Right. They just say, "I you have no right to talk about it because you haven't gone through it." In fact, the ones that I've seen because you forwarded me some that actually say, "Hey, you know, I enjoy this or this was valuable or 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 just something not so negative." They they do point out some things like, "Well, I actually I did get this value out of it," or "I did get this." Mm-hmm. So it's funny the ones that point out. The, the counter examples are not this negative. <laughs> right. And, and I would absolutely contend and talked about that in the fucking episode when right. we talked about Landmark Forum. Yeah. When you critique something, it is not an attack. You are critiquing it. When you, you know, are reading, when you go to a movie, you know, it's the same, it'd be the same thing if I saw a movie and I was like, you know what? I, I give it a 7 out of 10. I really liked it. But there were some things I didn't like about it. And then people are like, how dare you? It's just like, look, uh, there's good and bad things about Landmark Forum. Well, what if we went to a movie and halfway through, we're both at the movie, and halfway through we look at each other and it's like, this is terrible. And we leave. Well, now we can't review it? Right. Or, or here. So let's say we did an episode about the freaking Manson family murders, Right. Like someone writes, you were not in the Manson family murders or murdered by them. So you have no right to like talk about them. Right. This is this is the thing. So ultimately, I I actually don't empathize with the position that because you didn't do N, you can't talk about it. Right. But I do empathize with the position of, hey, I got value. So I disagree with you or I disagree with your conclusions. Well, I I don't see how they. Be- they can't disagree with my conclusions because I concluded it works for some people. So that's my point. It's like <laughs> you can't have you can't say I disagree with you. I had a good time. Sure, that's not disagreeing with me <laughs> because I said some, some people, people get do. tremendous value yeah. out of it. If you hand yourself over to Landmark and you're into it, and particularly if you're at a have a a, a leader who really gels with you or other people who really gel with you. Yeah, and you and you surrender yourself to the process, it's going to be a They're probably reacting process. a lot to me then because I was pretty negative about it. I guess, yeah. but I I just again, it it's my general problem with people having problem with gray areas. And to me it's not even really a gray area, it's just acknowledging reality that anything you're going to have different reactions to it. Some people like landmark form, some people don't big fucking deal and we talked about it and somehow uh and it's it it never fails i always find out where the cults are cult cult meaning the cult following that you'll you know the the zealots uh there's a 
I did a random episode, one out of you know 750 episodes on Milton Erickson, and I found out I did not know this. There is a a zealot cult around Milton Erickson because in that episode I critiqued him, and yeah. I and I for the most part I talked about how I follow Milton Erickson's ideas and how right. I really appreciate, and then I provided some critique, which I do to anybody, to Freud, to Jung, to Adler to Mitchell, to, you know, there, everyone has, you know, to Irvin Yalom, I'll give a critique of. Um, everyone, to myself, I'll critique myself. Um, but this notion of, like, unless you're 100% into something, you're wrong. And it's like, uh, you, you don't even, you're not even in the right paradigm here, buddy. Like, yeah. uh, Milton Erickson himself probably didn't think he was all that great. Right. Uh, Landmark Forum, I'm guessing... The, the people who run it, if you talk to them, they'd be like, yeah, it's not for everybody. Give it, don't, don't attack people for critiquing us. Like, we don't want you to do that. We're not fucking Scientology. You right. know what I mean? Okay. Sunflower Texas from the United States writes, too much rambling for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> ramble man, ramble man. I, I usually like the subject matter, but the hosts are all over the place. Too many other podcasts out there that get to the point and stick. This reminds me of a thing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. Um, absolutely. Lots of rambling. Um, and, and I actually, it's just the style. I actually hate, I actually not hate, but I don't like that. We do that too, because you know, we sit down and record these podcasts right. and, I, and I usually estimate, I'm like, ah, okay. We have five topics we have to get to in an hour and inevitably we'll get to one and a half topics. And it's bothersome to me because I do all this prep and then we don't even get to these other topics. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I feel your pain. I'm with you on that one. We we ramble too much. It's just, honestly, it's a style. Like the things I like, yeah, maybe it's also the way we people use it or whatever. I'm often very frustrated that I don't have long, long form things to listen to. And I think the answer is that I, I should get more on podcasts because the YouTube channels I listen to, they're usually very short. And, and but then some have like these hour long things, and I love those because I could sit there and just have it running, and I can literally go for a run or something, you know. Um, and and I actually like when they they skirt around things, they they dive into for a little bit. For so some of my favorite channels do that. Like Joe Rogan's podcast is an example of where he's got a guest, and you know, like the other day I was listening to him with uh, Aerosmith, uh, Steven Tyler, Tyler. and. They went all over. The, at one point, they were talking about aliens, and they were talking about, like, civilizations a million years ago. I, I found it totally fascinating, right? And that's a style. Yeah. And there's another style where yeah. it's very focused, very dedicated about one topic, and that's what you do. And then the and, and I get that. You know, like, if um, I wasn't into the rambly style or I wasn't interested in the ramblings of, 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 <laughs> of the podcasters... Um, I get that. I, there's there's podcasts that I have a similar complaint about. I wouldn't give them a one star review. <laughs> I, I would just assume that they have a dedicated following that actually likes that kind of. Oh, thing. Oh, and th that's actually right. Like, look if if we didn't have anyone that appreciated this, we may not be doing it still. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And um. I don't know if people notice this on the podcast, but I try to get into the topic right away. Like. I'll, right. I'll, one of the things I hate about some podcasts is that they'll put their business in the beginning, you know, 
they'll be like, so we have a show coming up. And then they'll be like, what did you do yesterday? You know, they'll just, they'll have their banter at the beginning and it'll go on for 15 minutes. And then, you know, a ways in, they're like, okay, today let's talk about the topic. Today we're reviewing the new Star Wars movie. And it's like, right. You know, put that at the end because one, I might fall in love with you through the content and then I'll listen to your banter later. Or uh, at the very least, like maybe I don't need to listen to your banter. I want to get to the whole reason why you made this episode was because you want to talk about this particular topic. And so for me, I launch right fucking into the topic. Even before we introduce the podcast. Right. Like I'm I'm just like, you know, boom, you know. And so, uh, so I try to account for that. I also have minimal music um, because, uh, so, like, I especially because podcasts, I listen to them. I listen to every episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, if there's a musical introduction, even <laughs> if it's a really short song, a minute long. <laughs> it, well, even if it's just like 15 seconds, like by the hundredth time I hear it, right. I'm like, Ugh, get, get just. I don't, you know, get to the topic. I'm, I'm not interested in this little tune anymore. You know? Yeah. It's like if you're binge watching Game of Thrones. Hey, that intro is awesome. Yeah, but every single episode has right. it. Dun, so then, dun, da, da, dun, right. So dun. you're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. <laughs> right. Totally. Exactly. So, uh, and Netflix will have this yeah. option, like skip, skip intro, because it's like, okay, the first thirty times I saw it, it's fine, but now let's move forward. Right. Um, L blown apart from the U.S. writes. So the episode I downloaded wasn't a real episode; it was just an advertisement. Uh, here we go. Yes. Really? Okay. Slave to the Rhythm from the United States writes, Stunning Waste of Time. Stunning. I love it. Yeah. So See, it's poetic. This one I like. Yeah. I like. Poetic, yeah. Stunning. I tried to listen to the Brock Turner episode in hopes of hearing some discussion of the psychology of that type of sexual predator. The first 20 minutes was literally just a rehash of the press clippings of the story with no discussion or analysis. I had to turn it off. Very undisciplined podcast presentation. I won't be back. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, All right. Okay. Uh, again, I don't think that deserves a one-star review. It's just the style of, of podcast. And, and for sure, if you're, if you're, if you're like, oh, because the, the, the podcast was probably called like Psychology of Brock Turner or something. Or, I don't know, The Case of Brock Turner. And if, you're, uh, if you already know the case... And you're like, okay, right. what does this therapist have to say? Um, and you're like, oh, crap. He has 20 minutes of explaining to people what the story is. Um, yeah, I could see that being annoying. I don't think that deserves a one-star review, but it's right. a free country. You know what you could do in the future? You might do this in some cases. Is uh, so I, I, I've seen this happen in some of the channels I follow. It's like, hey, I'm going to give an overview of the thing. If you already know, skip to such and such time. Yeah, people have been asked, or a a few people ask for that. They'll be like, it'd be great if you had chapter, like, you know, points. Like, uh, this is when I talk about this. Um, And I I have to say, there are so many different steps to making these podcasts that to add that step would probably push me into insanity. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't think people understand, um, or maybe they do the amount of steps I have to go through to make an episode. You know, I get the impression that people are just like, well, you just sit down and record, you know, post it big deal. Like, no, I have for each episode. I probably have to go through 45 minutes 
minimum of just like computer shit to like go through all the steps to like put it on all the various sites and clean up the audio and so every step you add adds a lot right and so to add a step of like i what i would have to do is i'd have to go back and listen to the entire episode one and then make those marks of like where the chapter points are and two i would then have to record into the episode where those chapter points are because i have no idea where the chapter points are going to land you know, I don't know how long exactly yeah. something's going to take. Yeah, so maybe it'd be more like if you don't want to listen to, skip to the next chapter point or something. Yeah, like it, 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 it would really, and to have to do that for every episode, I swear to God, I'd kill myself. <laughs> like it is, there are so many annoying steps to this, to this, to this podcast, and and I, it's just me. I, it's right. just me but by and myself. And it, you know, like it's just if if you don't enjoy the the layout, the presentation, you have two options. One is you can skip ahead. If you don't want to skip ahead, just don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with the Brock Turner episode, the what I found, most people, including myself, they understood extremely little about the actual case. Like, they, they, they had heard that he had raped this woman behind a dumpster and had gotten off with, you know, just a few months of, of jail time or something. This is a long form podcast. The, the, the YouTube channels I listen to there, there's, they have short form presentation, but even in there, when they present a topic, they, they give the background and then they go into it. Right. Cause if you don't give the background, I mean, actually, if anything, I would fault us that a lot of times we dive into things and we maybe don't spend enough time giving the background. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, yeah, I get it. If if you were turning tuning into that episode looking for a real you know quick uh, right from the start analysis and not background, yeah, I could see how it would bother you. But you know, I just don't think it's yeah. fair to rate the entire. I wish they could rate episodes. You know, they yeah. like this episode. That's I hated. True. That's fair. Like, on, but on iTunes, you you have you only rate the entire. Yeah, that's but true. I guess it could go both ways. Like someone could like one episode and give us a five star review. Anyway, yeah. Um, AGC7245 from Australia writes, Ignorance and arrogance. Wow. I wish people would realize that having a right to an opinion and having a right to an informed opinion are different things! Exclamation point. I can't believe the arrogance of feeling like you need to share your opinion on a public podcast. <laughs> wish I could give it zero stars. Um, well said. Uh, Everyone's sure. got an opinion, don't they? <laughs> well, okay. So, um, if someone is saying that I might say ignorant things, absolutely. Um, I try to caveat such moments that I'm talking out of my ass or it's not my area of expertise, or at least I would hope it's clear from the way I'm saying it that. Obviously, I don't know everything, and, and there are certain things that I know a lot about, but not everything, and there are a lot of things I know a little bit about. Um, and can I come across as arrogant? Sure. I, I could absolutely see that, too. It's you know part of my um, narcissism spectrum to uh, come across like I'm – like I really know what I'm talking about. I mean, like um, when I graduated f with my master's degree, I'll never forget this um, – we were. I was saying goodbye to my classmates. It was a formalized goodbye, you know, that the yeah. professor and the students and everyone were like saying goodbye to me. 
I think we were saying goodbye to each other. And we were all going around kind of like commenting on what we thought of each other. Mm-hmm. And the what and you know, people were saying nice things about me and saying goodbye and we'll miss you. And I was saying nice things about them and I'm gonna miss them. But the theme, one of the themes that I that really surprised me and it hit me uh like a ton of bricks was everyone said some version of um Kirk, you you just seem so like um they didn't say arrogant, but they said you just seem like you're um you're so confident or something. Okay. Something along those lines. It wasn't a mean thing. It was a nice uh-huh. Or a neutral statement. You know, it's like, man, you just seem like you really got it together. Yeah. Like you're really just confident. For context, I was 26 years old uh, and was not confident. <laughs> not <laughs> if, together. <laughs> I was not, I did not feel together. I felt completely inadequate compared to my classmates who were universally older, more mature, more experienced than I was. <laughs> and I was so surprised by that. And, you know, so. Because of my defensive structure, I give off this vibe like I've got it all together. I know everything. Right. Everything's and that's me. I guess reflexively just trying to trick everyone into believing that um, I know what's going on, and, and therefore, hopefully, you will think that I'm right. I guess, but I absolutely understand my ignorance and my foibles and my biases and my mistakes and. Um, so if I come across as arrogant, which I'm sure I do at times, I apologize. Um, that's got to be annoying, and um, and I'm sorry. That, that's very nice. But there was an interesting little tidbit in that sentence because uh, if, if you reread it, right? Um, it, it, I wish people would realize that having a right to an opinion and having a right to an informed opinion are different things, right? And then, and I can't believe the arrogance of feeling like you need to share your opinion on a public podcast. Um, and say the last piece. Uh, wish I could give it zero stars. Yeah. So basically, the the real frustration for this person is that he's like, I can't believe you have a voice here. Right. Like, now I don't, it's not just that I disagree with your opinions or your points or whatever. I'm angry because you have a voice. Like the arrogance that you should have this podcast. Right. right. Yeah. That's, it, that's right. a little funny. I mean, so, you know, legitimately, I agree that I can be arrogant and can come across like I know everything. But it's a public forum. But, but, but when I read a sentence like, I can't believe the arrogance of feeling like you need to share your opinion on a public podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, a public a, podcast. Yeah. It's a narcissist. It's a public forum. Well, it's... It, I wouldn't even say public. I would say it's something that you choose to download. You know, no, what, I mean? what I'm saying is like the internet is an open forum, at least for now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but it's also something that, but public forum implies like I'm standing sure in a in a public square and I'm shouting. Um, you're actually I, it's you're right. It's even less than that. Right. You're dumping it into a hole, hoping someone comes and picks it up. Well, I, I'm in a <laughs> I'm in a public square in a soundproof room. Yeah. And you can either come into the room or you can just yeah. shut the door and never have to hear me, you know? Right, right. Um, so anyway, um, me, three, four, six, three, six, five, Australia says missing out. I was really excited and downloaded a heap of these podcasts. Only find halfway through. I needed to become a patron. Yeah, I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that complaint I, I think is, uh, and the understandable. Person, yeah. And the person says, I can't afford a pledge. I can't afford to pledge 
Um, and so I feel really let down. Okay. But there's other episodes. A yeah. lot. I know. Most. Okay. Uh, Lily May 5, United States. I only listened to two episodes. One was recapping the microaggression. There is a lot of words like should, ignorant. People are listening to better themselves. This is a counter, this is counterproductive to growth. Um, okay, sure. Uh, in the episode I made about microaggressions, might I got a little, might I have been a little hot under the collar and uh, a little too strong with my shoulds and my attacks on people that, uh, you know, among all of us that actually commit microaggressions, um, I could see that. And is that counterproductive of growth? I agree with you. Um, so good criticism. Yeah. Uh, NJSTL Australia writes, not sure if this is for every episode. It's a shame the podcast is restricting episodes to lawyer listeners. Anyway, all right, here we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, I get that. So those are all the one-star reviews. That's it? Yeah. Wait, only one of them threw me under the bus? Yeah. Well, I think we're doing great then. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it's focused on that. It's all one. me, man. <laughs> as long as as long as my shit is clean, I'm fine. <laughs> people, people call me arrogant and disorganized and... Condescending. Yeah, but that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, Berto, what's the final word on one-star iTunes reviews? I think it's good every now and then to look at your worst detractors and try to understand them. In this case, I failed to understand most of them, but there were some good points made. Sure. And so I think uh, one, you know, I think what we should do some other time is listen to more measured uh, criticisms, like. How about some three-star reviews? How about some two-star reviews? Um, I didn't tell you this, but some of those are three-star reviews, I just remembered. Um, So that might be some of the weirdness in that. Um, I wanted to read as just a closer. uh, Patron Sarah wrote in and and basically left a review, but she wrote in. And she said, a big thank you to Umberto for disclosing so much about his own abuse and his own behaviors. This is the episode right. titled Woman on Woman Sexual Abuse, in which Umberto, in which we went down a tangent, actually, yeah, yeah. of Umberto talking about his path of uh, being victimized and also victimizing. victimizing. Yeah. Um, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to talk about that publicly. I'll agree with that. Mm. I think these days it's very hard for people to see another side of the story, and Umberto probably helped a lot of people to do so. I remember in one podcast you apologized for your foul language because someone complained, but you shouldn't. I love it when you rant and tell everyone to fuck themselves. Fuck yeah! America! Fuck yeah! (laughs) It seriously made me laugh and grin like an idiot. (laughs) I mean, have I ever told everyone to go fuck themselves? I'm sure you have. Like, we've done this so many times. I'm surprised it's not 90% of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be a great closing catchphrase. You know, take care of yourself because fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that does it for So let's go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I come, so I grew up in a world in which swearing was really strange. Like in my family, um, up until the time I was in my 30s, I had heard my parents 
um, each swear once, and it was at the same time. We, my, me, uh, my, really? our, the six people in my family had walked into the house. We, uh-huh. you know, came home from going out to a movie or dinner or something, <laughs> and we all file into the to the house, and we all look to our right, and the, our dog had vomited <gasps> on every single oh. uh, cushion. Not not just at, not not just, a, <laughs> but. There were piles of oh, no. vomit. Now you know, of course, feel terrible for the dog, but 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 why was one the dog knows she's not supposed to be on the couches. Right. Two, it's like oh, she must get on the couch when we're not home. Right. Three, she vomited on, on every, everyone. Yeah, and so <laughs> so, my, go, so so my mom says, uh, so my my dad says, what the hell? And my mom says that damn dog. Wait, that was the, yeah, that, that was, was the bad words. That was it. So, so, oh, I, oh my gosh, I was expecting like motherfucker. No, that so swearing for me growing up was very strange. Okay, um, entering college, I I had a you know very tight knit group of of guy friends, and and some girls in our group, and we developed an extremely crass way of talking. Sure, and and. And I'm still friends with a lot of those people. Um, <laughs> Lita actually was in that group, and we swore a lot. And um, since that time, I haven't ever really been in a professional situation where I couldn't swear. Like as a therapist, I can swear, and you know, as a family therapist who would work with teenagers, like one of the ways I could actually like disarm kids and make them feel comfortable was to swear. Ah. You know, just be like. Um, you know, what the fuck you been up to? <laughs> yeah. Just, and then they'd be like, Oh wow, this guy isn't a teacher. He's not a parent. Right. You know, he, and cause I really needed my kid clients to understand, like, I'm not a teacher. You're I'm like, not, I'm with it. I'm lit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not an authority, you know what right. I mean? And a very fast track to do that is to be myself, which is to, to swear. Um, working at Antioch as a professor, uh, swearing is totally allowed. You know, there's, uh, there's okay. not a, there's, it's not below, it's not, you know, right, bad right. decorum. Um, and so, uh, you know, I made a 69 joke the other day in a staff meeting <laughs> and, and got a huge laugh, which I, 69, as dude. I, as I was saying it, I was like, oh man, why am I making a 69 oh, joke? No. <laughs> and like, but, but everyone laughed and I was like, oh, thank God. Um, and it was with a lot of people that I didn't know very well. And I was like, oh, Kirk, you're just, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, I have a habit and I, uh, sometimes hear from, I haven't heard from a podcast listener in a long time, actually about the swearing, but I, I occasionally will hear it from students. They'll right. actually say in the reviews of me, they'll say like, they'll be like, like I had one student this past quarter that was like, eh, swears a lot. Yeah. We could probably tone down the, the F bombs. And so I've been trying. I see. Um, uh, cause I think you can, I can take it too far. Like, I feel like you don't take it too far. Like when you, you don't swear actually very often. Not normally. Um, so, but, I, I, but I, I had a, a similar thing where I didn't swear much at all. And I remember in sixth grade, me and my friend Juan Miguel, we talk about how the older kids in the school, they're like, why do they swear so much? Yeah, and then we were like, we're never going to be like that. That's horrible. And then, like, fast forward to eighth grade and ninth grade, and we're like, mariconi, hueputa, blah, blah, blah. Like, we were just, like, referring to each other by all the worst names at all times. Yeah. 
It was it was like ridiculous the, the curb. Yeah. But eventually I chilled out a bit. And nowadays I don't like I don't cuss all the time. Yeah. And and even uh, around kids in my family like swearing isn't a taboo top. I mean even among uh, with my siblings as well. Mm-hmm. Like we all in my family just decided like it's just not there's a lot of things to guide children around mm-hmm. and let's let's say swearing is not one let's not add that to the list like okay. there, there's a lot of there's a lot of other things we want to model right. for our kids you know being nice to each other sharing right uh, how to how to talk about your feelings right, right, right. Uh, let's let's not add one more unnecessary thing like over genderizing thing and things sure. and making swearing like this really horrible thing you know um so uh, so I don't know what to say about that. Um, uh, other than this is the end of the episode and go fuck yourself. <laughs> because you deserve it. 